Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Sacred Mondays podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about business and faith and how we can live on mission for Jesus while building a business. This week's episode is with Tyler Costolo. Tyler is a wedding filmmaker and he's recently started a prayer room on the Sunshine Coast. We talk about the challenges of being a wedding filmmaker, why he loves weddings and marriage and why he started a prayer room. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so. I upload weekly, so if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe so that you don't miss out on anything. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode. Tyler, so good to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Don't really know you very well, but I remember you from YOM, from like leading worship at some Monday morning worships when we yeah. <laughs> used to go to that. And I just remember that anytime I saw you up there, I was just like, crap, he's gonna, he's gonna get me to dance and jump around and stuff, isn't he? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, ended up coming five minutes late, like every time, just because I d- didn't want to yeah. jump and dance around. But, you know, it's funny with that one time recently that I said that, mm. someone just straight up and walked out the room. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Sorry for doing that to you, bro. No, that's okay. I should be less socially, like, aware. I should just not care so much <laughs> uh are you still leading worship at YWAM? yeah still leading worship so i stopped like when covid kicked in went back home to newcastle and then since my wife and i've moved back up about march of this year i've started leading worship with YWAM sunny coast here cool so just for anyone who doesn't know you could you just like describe what you do shortly yeah yeah i'll see how i go with it um so my wife and i originally come from Newcastle and I was involved with YWAM for a bit and then when COVID kicked in that all quieted down so I went back to Newcastle I started a wedding videography business and then at the same time we were doing worship nights back in Newcastle um, and kind of that season got upturned and then we've we've moved up here with the vision of starting a prayer room and working towards a 24-7 prayer room I believe right. and with that, also doing some side work with JC Action Sports and, yeah, working on that wedding videography business and seeing that as something that I can keep work to weekends and flexible hours so we can mm. stay involved with YWAM, stay involved with getting the prayer room happening. That's awesome. So you're from Newcastle? Yep. Grew up in Newcastle. When did you move to Sunny Coast for the first time? Yep. So, I mean, it was initially actually a country town for 10 years, Cold okay. Hay, if anyone's watching from Hay, that's <laughs> awesome. You guys are great. And then, yeah, Newcastle for 10 years. And then that was when it's just been back and forth between Sunny Coast until this recent time, which was, uh, yeah, March, moving mm-hmm. to Sunny Coast. And cool. that's where, I guess, we're here to stay until God says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So after high school... I'm assuming you finished high school. Yeah. Like, did you just go straight into YWAM or did you do anything different? So straight out of high school, I actually went into studying primary teaching. I was convinced that that was the, I mean, I didn't really want to do it except for it was good work hours, great holidays, thought it was going to be good for family time Mm. and decent pay too. And dad, his primary teacher said, don't do it. You'll hate it. (laughs) Took me a semester of uni to realize that, yep, dad's right. And And then that's what kickstarted the YWAM journey because my brother, who's a year older than me, 
did it, I saw a radical change in his life and I thought, well, why don't I just give this thing a crack and do something that's outside of what's culturally normal in Australia. Cool. So have you always been following Jesus or was that something that changed at some point? Yeah, for, oh, it's a, it's, that's a big question to boil it down. I always had a sweet relationship with him as a kid. Like I grew up in a Christian family and I would say that it was the classic story of I strayed away from that in my teenage years only to an extent where I was starting to dabble in other things and wasn't particularly interested and then I mean my now wife Georgia seeing her relationship with God and liking her obviously kick-started something <laughs> in me and then um, for seeking God more and then from that there's been these moments where I've just seen God undeniably show up and then it led to doing youth with a mission where I just encountered him in a different way. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this, this a crack and really seek God with my whole heart. And yeah, so it's, he's always been there, but I guess it's my response to him has mm. been what's changed throughout the years. Yeah. Cool. So what's your role been with YWAM? Like you did a DTS, I'm assuming, and then staffing for a couple of years or? Yep. So I did a DTS in 2017 and then I went back home to Newcastle for almost a year okay. and then came back in 2018 to staff DTS, so the Discipleship Training School. And yeah, that just consisted of leading teams overseas and doing discipleship back in Australia and a lot of to and from up until COVID kicked in and decided to go back home and get married. Mm. That's great. So what's like the coolest thing that you've experienced in YWAM? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I've pondered on it for a bit. And I think all the experiences that were just given to me on a platter to lead teams and go to these different places with contacts you've, you don't know and to, to lead a team of people into environments that you're not even certain of yourself, but with the sole purpose of seeing God come and move and do his thing and impact people's lives for me it's seeing that in all the different countries that i've been to mm. that he is living breathing working moving in all these communities all over the world and partaking in that was a real privilege and i guess one story with it is that in uganda so the first time i led a team there we prayed for this mute little girl mm. and so mute couldn't speak and we didn't see anything happen and then the following year, I led another team back to that same spot in Katunga slums where my friends run the Mabuyu Foundation. We get there and people are like, Tyler, we've got great news. That little girl can speak. Wow. And I thought, well, this little five, six year old girl who couldn't speak, who we prayed for, we didn't see the fruit of, but being able to come back and see actually, to me, there is fruit from the things that we were able to, to do. And so to me, it was just this beautiful, like one of my most favorite experiences in Wyoming was hearing that story and knowing that what we're doing is good and actually has a bigger impact than what we realized, I guess. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. So how long have you been married to your wife, Georgia now? Just over two years. Two yeah. years. Yep. Wow. How did you guys meet? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. We met in high school. I was in the year above her, so 
I took interest in her when I was in year 11. She was in year 10. And I really liked her, mm. which, you know, was a good spark in the right direction in my journey of faith and with music too, because she's a super gifted songwriter and, and worshipper. And uh, she didn't like me. Oh. <laughs> so it took six years of pursuit for that to actually change. And yeah, but well worth the wait, well worth the pursuit mm. and still is. Good job, man. It's always good to get to have to pursue a girl. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have a music duo as well, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, we do have a music duo. We, I mean, that's something we always kind of did, even when we were friends, I guess you could say. I, I just tried to think of however many things I could to stay close to her. Mm. <laughs> and music was obviously one of them. And so we started busking and then random friends would ask us to do their weddings for them and that's sort of just unfolded more and more up till now that we're on the sunny coast and we're trying to I guess throughout the week invest time into the prayer room Mm. we want to see what work we can move to the weekends and we're currently trying to pick up more weddings and weekend work to which we can sustain a life in ministry I guess uh, so is the wed- like wedding filmmaking business something that you guys do together or is that just your thing? I would say it used to be my thing mm. and then since George has come more on board with it, it's become a heaps better thing. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would say that she is the backbone of that, that business of the, the encouraging support for me and the vision for it and even just the little things of the thoughtful social media posts or the the thought and attention to detail, um, even emails and things like that. Oftentimes I find that that's a weaker spot for me, but it's a real strength of hers. And so it's, yeah, it's finding that, yeah, she's been a real backbone for, for me in that, which has been great. And recently actually shooting weddings alongside me mm. as well. So I'm, I'm actually really enjoying how almost like the better the business is getting the more involved she is (laughs) yeah which is which is cool that's cool when did you get into filmmaking i used to be the the young guy who saw the gopro videos and thought whoa the hero too they can surf with it i want to i want to do that and then i'd go and get the footage and think oh that sucked and then (laughs) (laughs) so mates and i would just do fun stuff in gopro and it wasn't ever good material but lots of fun and and it's, it was fun to reflect on. And I would say it, it really got a grounding when I got involved with YWAM and Missions. And I thought, oh, I actually want to start documenting these experiences and these things happening. And so that kickstarted it. And then that transitioned to wedding filmmaking when uh, a friend was just like, hey, we're getting married. We like the films you're doing for the missional stuff. We'll give you 200 bucks to film our wedding. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that's great. 200 bucks to film a wedding, like kitching, <laughs> you know, coming from a volunteer paying for an environment to then getting back wasn't worth $200 <laughs> for the amount of stress and yeah. effort involved. But that's what I guess that was that transition from. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I used to do some like video editing for my church a little while back and I don't think people realize like how much time and effort goes into like editing. Yeah. So like how much time and effort goes into each wedding film for you? Yeah. It's a, 
I want to be able to give you an exact number. Mm. It definitely varies from film to film. Like sometimes, I guess, you've probably experienced it in the creative process. Some things just mm-hmm. tick and, oh, it meshed, it worked well. Other times, you're, you're really like wrestling and thinking like it's not quite there yet. And so I, I would say if I gave a wedding film a solid two weeks of intentional time set apart to do it, mm. I can get it done well. in in that period but i would say that there's just other factors in life to which on average it takes about a month or a bit longer to get a wedding film done on the editing side of Mm. things it's where all the work is really yeah like you show up on the day and it's a long day but then there's this how are you going to tell the story how are you going to like you spend hours just looking through different songs and then you you Mm -hmm. you throw them in you think after a little bit of editing it's not the right one change it out and you know what i mean mm. i guess so yeah because like when we got married like when i got married to my wife we didn't have a like filmmaker mm-hmm. because i thought that would be way too expensive i thought the exact same thing yeah like i don't know you don't have to say like your exact prices or anything but like how expensive is it like to hire a filmmaker yeah that's a good question i mean my wife and i felt the same way we were like and i mean i'd already started filming weddings by that point and i thought i'll just get someone to get some shots on the day and i'll throw up an edit of it mm. and it just didn't work out and in hindsight we were like coming back from that it would have been really sweet to actually have that from our wedding day this this story of how it all happened and to look back on to share with our kids too and but yeah, we, we were just like, it's a bit expensive. So I'd say the average in this area would range between three and $5,000 for a okay. standard film, you know, which is usually four to six minutes in length. And I'm undercutting that a little bit. Mm. Just since we've moved up from Newcastle, it's redoing the, the business foundation and trying to crack more into this sphere that's here on sunny coast. Mm. Um, yeah, but I'd say that that's the typical range is three to 5,000. Mm. Can be under, can be over, but that's the usual range. And do you think people are like willing to pay that much? Do you think they're like expecting it to be that expensive? Yes and no. Some some people don't blink an eyelid when they see prices and think, mm. yep, great. Other people, it's, it's a real wrestle and a tension to... And I mean, it's fair enough. It's a lot of money for one day... Mm. to be captured and shared where you're spending thousands on venue, photographer, food, all the aesthetics of the place. Like it, it's a very expensive day and it's another expense that's, mm-hmm. that's added in. So to some people, it's not an issue. To other people, it's a, a tension and a wrestle. Yeah. And I think the difficulty often is that people don't... And I was, I was that person too. I just thought too expensive. I don't want it. But I didn't understand the value of mm-hmm. what that brought. Yeah. If that makes sense. So to yeah. me now, I look back and I think that was a worth it price that I wish I'd paid then. Yeah. But to be in this spot now, it's like, that's okay. Yeah. I, I understand when people... <laughs> yeah, I saw some of your like videos on your website and I was like, it would be pretty cool to have a video from our wedding like this. <laughs> If only we had more money back then. Yeah. Uh, so, like, how big do you think the market is for, vid- like, wedding videographers? Do you think it's, like, easier to get clients or mm. is it a struggle? 
the best way I can explain it is that there, there is a, there's a big market there of people who are interested um, in wedding films. Mm. So it's once you crack into a market and you start getting word of mouth and things like that, that really, so no matter how good you are on SEO, like doing SEO and how good your website looks and how everything is on the surface, you know, Instagram and all that, word of mouth is the biggest producer of more weddings or people yeah. seeing you shooting a wedding thing you're like oh i liked what they did i want them so that's kind of the biggest way mm. so once you kind of crack into the sphere it really so for example newcastle yeah i find that most of my client base is still from newcastle even though i've moved to sunshine coast which is you can travel easily with wedding videography mm. um but i would say the biggest challenge is to branch out of that land of vanilla i guess you could call it where all films kind of look the same and tend to be the same and so it's having a point of difference that will really make you stand out you know mm. in what is a crowded sphere i guess yeah i hope i answer that okay yeah so tell me about your creative process like do you have an idea before you start going to the wedding of like what you want it to look like or like you do just shoot random stuff and then figure it out after sometimes it's a bit of both mm. yeah sometimes there's more intentional planning beforehand and then other times it's because sometimes you're just in stunning places and things just unfold and unfold naturally other times it's that really taking the intentional effort to see what's around in the area and venue. Like oftentimes it can depend on the client too. Some clients come in with a very rigid idea of how they want it to look. They've dreamt of it their whole life and mm. they want it to look this way. So to me, it's like, okay, this is their vision. How can I capture that? Other people like kind of do whatever you want. So I'll usually look into different things around the area or how I can sort of help that story to unfold on the day mm. too. But yeah, I guess there's there's pretty standard shots that are repetitive in regards to the the golden hour shoot, how the ceremony looks and all that things. But within that, it's just trying to think what is the best way I can shoot this? How can I capture those moments that of the laughter, of the tears, of the, you know, all those deep things? That's the stuff where you've just got to figure it out on the fly. No mm-hmm. amount of planning will help you to see that in the moment and Mm. capture that that's sort of the on the day mentality i guess Mm. yeah but if you boil it down to simple terms it's follow the bride around and you'll (laughs) (laughs) things will unfold (laughs) yeah that makes sense yeah there's more to it but that's kind of the simplest yeah like do you get stressed on the wedding day or are you so like experienced now that you don't get stressed anymore I used to get so stressed. The first the first one I shot, I couldn't sleep that night. I literally had in my head because I did all the research. I'm like, how do I shoot the best wedding film ever? And obviously it wasn't. It was my <laughs> first wedding film. But I couldn't sleep. I was like, where's the bride? Where's the bride? I couldn't switch my head off. But as, a, as I've done more, I've realized actually being relaxed on the wedding day has the same effect on the bride and groom. Yeah. And to me, it's it's not a day that is about me. It's a day that's celebrating them and i'm celebrating them i'm helping them to relax and so they reflect what i give Mm. too so if i'm calm and relaxed 
it's often the same response that is found too. So I find being relaxed and calm is a really healthy state to be in. And obviously there's, there's time pressures and crunches and it can get a little stressful in moments, but mm. really relaxing and just enjoying the day and shooting and having fun yields better results for the film and better results for the, for the couple. So it's kind of an approach that's really developed in, yeah. in me as I've gotten more experience in the area. Mm, cool. Do you have like a formulated why? behind what you do yeah i would say it's kind of something that's unfolded over time because mm. the initial kickstart was just oh i've got the skills to do this and people are interested and that's just sort of where it started from and then word of mouth people are like oh i like that can you do mine vice versa and that's how it kickstarted and then especially since uprooting from newcastle and moving it's really been trying to get what is the foundation behind this and why do I do it? And one of the big things for me is that when we moved up here, I felt that God said, I want you to focus on this. Mm. So to me, it's okay. How can I see this business come to a state of thriving? How can I be in a spot where I can love and care for brides and grooms well on one of the most special and stressful days that you can experience Mm. and so how can I love those people well in that environment and create something that supports marriages, that supports the beauty of covenant, that supports that, you know, something you can pass on to your kids where they can say, oh, that was my parents' wedding day. How mm. special these are the things that they said and did. And so to me, it's, I guess at the, the core of it, God said to do it. And alongside the vision of starting a prayer room, I can see how they work hand in hand and being able to support that, but as well as in a state of seeking God closely, being able to be a kingdom influence in the wedding sphere too, especially Mm. around marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're pretty open about your faith in Jesus. Do you think that your faith has kind of been, setting you back in any way or do you think it's been mostly positive Mm. surprisingly mostly positive yeah yeah so i I actually had one couple that was really sweet and they just said hey we just saw how big your heart was for god and that's a point of difference like that was something that we can't see in anyone else in this sphere Mm. we really want to book you and i thought like that was actually really sweet to to see that encouragement but i guess too is I don't want that to be the only reason that people book what I do. Like I I just, I can't help but keep him at the forefront of everything because I I think it's just how I'm wired. (laughs) Mm. The moment I remove him from a space, I I just feel like it's lacking something of, it's just lacking the foundation, the heart of it all. And, And so I just like to be upfront on that. But also to me, it's, I really want to create to the best of my ability, the best of what God's given me. Mm. And so it's this hand in hand thing. If, if people aren't interested in Jesus, but they just see these good films that they want, I get to come and be just a good encourager on that day and celebrate them on that day. And mm. so I'd say I mostly draw Christian couples, which mm. I value and love Christian marriages. Mm. I mean, I just value marriage itself, but yeah, I've drawn other people as well. and. Yeah. I mean, I recently put up a giveaway and it's had a 50-50 response of 
yeah. Christians and non-Christians alike. And so I think, yeah. That's cool. Do you like notice a big difference between a Christian wedding and a non-Christian wedding? To me, yeah. But I think I, I can even notice the difference within a Christian wedding too, because I guess a Christian is a big umbrella of, yeah. of I guess, <laughs> I don't even know how to word this too well, but some people were just in a real state of seeking God's heart and face. Mm. Other people were just, like can have those good values there and stuff, but it mm-hmm. can just be more on just the the surface level or like that, that just tick the right boxes for the day. And yeah. so I guess it's a pretty big difference. But to me, I value the ones most where I can just see that that heart that really wants to, that really values covenant mm. and wants to do this sweet <laughs> life together mm. with God like this kickstart from this season going into the next versus that it's just what you do or it's just a party. And it's like, those things can be great. Like I honestly just think marriage is a great thing. So regardless of how your thoughts on all of it, marriage is beautiful. So just having a celebration to me, I think it's still worth it to just value marriage as a God given thing. Mm. But I I just love when there's that depth behind wanting to honor God in that too. And I love to weave that into films. Yeah, that's great. How's your giveaway going? Is that finished now or it actually, by the time this podcast comes out? I'm by sure the time it comes out, yeah, it will have been announced. But it, yeah, tomorrow is when I announce the winner. And that that's had a really sweet response. Okay. It's had a really sweet response to hear different, even to hear people's different stories about why they want to get married or what they see for the wedding day. And, it just makes me excited, I guess, in me. What I find difficult is that, you know, one person wins the giveaway mm-hmm. and I have to say no to all these people and I'm a mm-hmm. big yes person. Like if I could film every wedding for free, I wouldn't want to do that, but that's not sustainable. It's not moving at a sustainable pace for the business, for like for moving into ministry and things like that. But the giveaway has had a really good response. Mm. That's yeah. awesome. So what's the biggest challenge about being a wedding filmmaker? The biggest challenge for me, and I think this goes for a lot of creatives, is I guess there's a few big challenges, but the the big one is comparison. You often look at other people in that sphere and space who are doing as what you would see is they're doing very successfully and I'm not but that depends on what your view of success is. <laughs> mm. And I find a constant state of comparison is crippling. So I've definitely been through that, not just with films, but with music as well. I guess anything creative that I put my hands to. And so it's understanding that actually what I have is different and what I can create with is good and not being stuck in a comparison mind, but being in a state of mind that's what can I offer and give and how can I even encourage those who are doing by being successful around me? So it's been good in that way. And I'd say that one of the other challenges is often it's a never ending pit of different gear, different mm-hmm. microphones, cameras, lenses, tripods, software, everything is this never ending pit. And in my head, one of my biggest challenges is I, you can get in the mentality. If I just get this bit of gear, 
it will make things better. If I can just get X and Y, like Z will be great. And to me, it's, this is something I've been reflecting on recently and I'll just share one of my notes. God has just been shattering this idea in me. Mm. And I guess if I, if I read it straight off of what, off of what he said, create with what you have and watch me make it grow. And everything I need is already in my hands, the talent, the skills, the creativity, the tools. Mm. And so God's already put it all in my hands. So to me, it's getting my head out of, if I can just get these things, I can make something great. Whereas I know everything is in my hands to create, Mm. to create. That I find is one of my biggest challenges that I'm overcoming a lot recently. Mm. Cool. Do you see yourself being a wedding filmmaker in 10 years? Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope it's a, I hope it's, it's to a point where it's just this beautiful story driven business that's really reflecting God's heart in marriage and encouraging a lot of people and being able to create films for people that really share their story and reflect their heart, reflect the beauty of God in that space too. I would love if it was at that point and I can see it there in 10 years, if God says otherwise, <laughs> you know, and uproot and move and it doesn't fit in that sphere, I guess I just want to stay in a spot that's prioritizing, prioritizing the yeses and prioritizing what he says that my wife and I should value, I guess. Mm. Cool. If someone were to give you like $10 million, what would you do with it? <laughs> I love that question. I'd call Dave Ramsey and I'd ask him, what should I do with $10 million? Yeah. Oh, I think I'd probably read Proverbs a lot more and just get wisdom because in my head, initially I'm like, what kind of gear can I get and what can I you know, get to make this thing even better? Mm-hmm. But the big thing, because this is only the last two days that God's really been hitting this point home. I can be creative with what's already in my hands. Mm-hmm. And so... I've got everything that I need to see this business thrive, to see God working and moving through everything that I do. And I guess if I, I put a practical thing on it, I would I would buy a space for the prayer room and mm. so that that can become a 24-7 space of investing into prayer and worship. So aside from the business, I think based off of what he's been teaching me, yeah. I'll leave that just as it is and I would buy a space Maybe not just in sunny coast, but in other places too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you like mentioned the prayer room. Tell me about that. Like what's the heart behind it? Yeah. Well, the the thing that God spoke through to my wife and I was wanting to build a culture of worship and prayer, I guess specifically in this season on the Sunshine Coast and how we can encourage and build that culture Mm. and it being a unifying space between different church denominations, missions, movements, things that are happening here on the coast, because there's a lot and it's really cool. And one of the visions is just that it's this unifying place centered on prayer and worship. And then I guess how a greenhouse works is that the little plants roots can grow deep so that when it's uprooted and placed elsewhere, it's got a much better chance of bearing fruit. Mm. And that's the same way that we see the greenhouse and so whether you're uprooting from that space and 
planting into different churches and missionary movements in not just this region, but a lot of other places that you would bear fruit mm. centered on that place of seeking God mm. as a community. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And is that open for everyone? Like, can anyone just come and pray with you? It's open to everyone. So I guess we're, it's really awesome. Anthem Church at Sunshine Coast love josh bradford the pastor and just told him what our vision was and he goes use this space and so we've started on thursdays from 7 till 8 30 and friday mornings from 8 till 9 a.m and that's what we're, we're starting small but just trying to make a space that's accessible for people to come in and just join along in prayer and worship mm. yeah yeah that's awesome why do you think that prayer is important? Prayer is important because it's that, I guess in its simplest form, it's turning our face to the one who bears our burden. It's our, our attention, our affection, our, our lives pointed then towards Christ and trusting him. So whether it's in words spoken or in, in song or, but I guess the, the biggest thing in it is actually turning towards him mm. and then letting his wisdom enter our lives, letting him be the one who gives us vision, letting him outwork through us. And I guess where you set your eyes is the direction that you had. So the mm. idea isn't to be so heavenly minded that you're earthly no good. It's to be so heavenly minded that you're earthly amazing in letting him outwork and move through you. So that's, I guess, the, the, <laughs> the most basic that I know how to yeah. share it. And you want it to be a 24-7 prayer room. Like, yeah. Why do you want it to be 24-7? I just think it'd be awesome. I, I The more I've seen it in other places and, and the fruit that it bears, I just think, wouldn't it be so cool to have a place that is open 24-7 to that anytime you know that there is this safe place of being able to come and seek God, you can seek him wherever you are. I think that's one of the beauties of Christianity that God is with us everywhere. But I also think that there's power and value in a communal space of mm. seeking him. Like where, where the body, you know, one part separated is going to do too well. And so it's building a unifying place around prayer and worship and mm. Yeah, so I'd love for a space that can be <laughs> yeah. open doors, I guess. Mm. What's the response been? Like, have people been showing up? People have been showing up. And it's it's had a really good response from the community. A lot of young adults have, have voiced that. And we're still trying to figure out the kinks in the hose because to myself, Georgia and Maddie, who initially invited us to come up and start this with her, we're just three young people who don't really know what we're doing but know that god said this and so we want to steward this well and we're every day looks different but a lot of young people have had the response of we've been wanting this for so long mm. this is this is what like our hearts are yearning for in a sense is a place of connected intimacy with god and and then the encouragement to go forth to where back to your church out in the community into your workplace Mm. It's, had a, it's had a good response so far that's awesome and the Friday morning prayer session that's like specifically for businesses and ministries on the Sunshine Coast mm -hmm. right? yep like what is it that like 
like why did you want it to be specifically about business and ministry yeah so the space itself anyone can come into and pray and then usually just the guys who are business owners and ministry leaders will just separate off and just chat about how things are going and get on the same page encourage one another in the things that are happening and then just to pray into it so to to stay in that place of god has given us these put us in these places of influence and like oftentimes a lot of people underneath that as well and it's staying in a state that is kingdom minded it's staying in a state that's encouraging people on that vision or seeing god outwork through that vision Mm. and so i guess for us it's we really want to value and support the christian business owners because it's a hard sphere too business it can be there's oftentimes it's this is the thing for me in doing the wedding videography business when something goes wrong Mm. i can't just say hey boss what do i do or it falls back on you no no everything falls back on me as the business owner so i've got to make the decision and for a lot of these these men and women who are running businesses it's creating this support network around them as well mm. of encouragement of wanting to see these things thrive mm. that's great do you think that you're doing what god is calling you to do i mean you kind of answered it already <laughs> yeah yes and no at the same time i I think on the on the whole we're heading my wife and I are heading in the direction that he's asked us to head and one of my biggest strengths and weaknesses is that I say yes to everything mm-hmm. and <laughs> and to me it's a lot of those yeses can conflict with the vision that he's really the big vision is to see this prayer room in a thriving state I guess to the extent of which we can see it passed on and continue to thrive and probably plant elsewhere as well and mm. and to me it's i can easily get distracted from the vision with saying yes to so many other things which there's value in but i think to my extent my wife's really good at being like no me i'm really i need to learn how to say no sometimes and prioritize the vision that god's given mm. what are some ways that you think that churches and just followers of jesus around on the sunshine coast can be like supporting you and what you're doing both in your wedding filmmaking business and with the prayer room as well yeah that's a really good question i mean a lot of people have already been really encouraging and just just the simple encouragement of hey this is really cool or Mm. this is really awesome or even if they've got an idea that can be good to be like hey what you're doing is awesome here's something i think could be really good too i mean a little bit of our experience too is oftentimes sometimes people can want to hijack the vision in a sense or point out flaws in vision i mean i feel like we can be good at critiquing (laughs) other people's visions but i think the simple encouragements go a long way and to be honest that's been a lot of what we've experienced is people being encouraging and and offering ideas offering to to help out or just sharing word of mouth that there is these things happening um yeah, for on the business front, when people you know share the posts and things like that, oh, it means a lot because I think oh, mm. people actually back and support yeah. me and the vision, which is encouraging. So, yeah, awesome. yeah. So if someone wants to either join your prayer 
room or if they want to reach out to get you to film their weddings for you for them where can you do that yeah i mean if on instagram is kind of the main front for for the wedding videography and that's lamar films mm. run by myself tyler costello and from there you'll be able to get access to the website and where to go from that i hopefully try to lay it out in the most simple way to <laughs> to booking as possible mm. or seeing what it's like so for the prayer room we do it at anthem church every thursday night from 7 to roughly 8 30 and on friday mornings from 8 until 9 a.m and mm. you're welcome to just pop by say hi there's a instagram for it too greenhouse sunshine coast mm. so if anything changes you'll you'll see it there cool and that's <laughs> anthem church on like sugar road yep on sugar road cool yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast this has been great i've been really inspired by what you're saying so thanks very god <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode make sure to go and follow lamar films on instagram and recommend them to anyone you know who's getting married next week i'm speaking with Stephen jeffs the managing director at network communications he has 30 years of experience building a kingdom oriented business and he has so much good stuff to share Until then, I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next week.